0: Friends, welcome to another episode of Bonus Track and I'm going to keep this one short today. We're going to be covering the topics of how to include unfocused practice or the benefits of unfocused practice in your daily routines, how to prepare for an open mic, dealing with criticism, mostly from ourselves, and accepting challenges and overcoming obstacles as we prepare for a performance, like I am going to do this coming Friday with Mojo. Let's start off with the value of unfocused practice. It's become a very big topic in my personal lessons and in my own activities as a guitar player. For many years, when I started playing the guitar, I would have the TV on in the background and run scales, practice riffs, whatever came to mind. And my skill grew so fast. I've already covered this topic in previous episodes, but you all know how I feel about this. Unfocused practice is a great way to prepare for upcoming gigs or open mics, as we'll talk about soon. Or anything where you feel like you're under a lot of pressure because let's face it as soon as you get on stage or you get into a situation with other people there's a lot of distractions we often feel quite nervous and now it's very opposite to the quiet controlled practice environment we were used to studying in in fact the more distractions you allow into your practice environment the more likely you'll be able to perform the way you want to when you're in those stressful situations here's a little excerpt from a website Guitar Notes for Beginners, SHQ.com. I'll put a link in the show notes below. The author goes on to say, Wouldn't it be nice if we could always be perfectly focused on what we're doing without any outside distractions? Of course, we all know that doesn't always happen. And sometimes it doesn't happen at pretty important times, like when you're playing on stage in front of hundreds or thousands of people. As a beginning musician, you'll often hear the advice to practice in a quiet place where no one will bother you and you can concentrate on what you're doing and make no mistake about it that's super important you have lots to focus on while you're getting your music and your training up to par so in addition to your focused practice I suggest some unfocused practice too that means two things here first that can mean just sit down and play for a while with no particular goals in mind outside of your normal practice time just spend time with your instrument and wail to the best of your ability and just enjoy your playing after all That's why we learn in the first place, right? Call it enjoying the fruits of your labor. The author goes on to say, the second meaning here is to do some focused practice while there are distractions happening. This will give your brain some great exercise in filtering out the world's randomness and being able to play in a chaotic atmosphere. Here are four ways to practice this. One, if your house is noisy, i.e. dogs barking, kids crying, roommate watching TV way too loud, Don't close your door and try to shut it out. Open the door and play over it. Number two, sit yourself in front of that TV and try to tune it out as you play. Alternatively, try to play along to the score of whatever you're watching. This is a great exercise, like every commercial listeners, whether it's a theme for your show that you're watching is in a key, has some type of musical value to it. If you watch the show regularly, let those themes and those melodies seep into your playing and see if you can figure them out. Over the course of a few months or a few years, you'll be able to develop your ear training just by playing along with your favorite TV shows, movies, themes, etc. This also works great with the radio or some other music playing. Either play along or attempt to play something else completely. In other words, improvise along with what you're hearing on the radio. It's a great way to have distracted practice enter your playing. Three, get a friend who plays an instrument and have them play a completely different song from what you're playing. The author goes on to say that he was forced into that situation years ago when he was taking flute lessons down the hall from someone who was taking drum lessons. He goes on to say that Bach versus rock was tough to concentrate on. This reminds me of when I started teaching at a music school. We had eight different rooms in close vicinity, and you'd hear all these different styles and instruments merging, and it was super distracting. One day I went upstairs and I didn't complain, but I said to the boss, Man, I'm really having a hard time focusing on my lessons. And he said, It's just like going to music school. You're crammed into these little practice rooms. You've got a violinist right next to a cellist, right next to a rock guitar player, then a drummer. Some of the faculty members would actually hold their tests or their examinations in close proximity to those very loud, chaotic environments. And the whole point was to test their students on how well they would focus through the chaos. I remember years ago when I was training for the Canadian Guitar Championships, uh, my wife and I lived in this high-rise building right above a, a train stop and the rules of the train stop were that these these trains would have to honk four times every time they would encounter a train stop well there happened to be four of these stops within the region i was living in so you would hear about 16 honks per train and about four trains per hour would come by so every time that train would honk i would smile knowing that it was improving my ability to focus under pressure and i would bring that confidence onto the stage later let's move on to the next point four Get out of your comfort zone altogether. Always practicing in the same room is great because you'll feel safe and comfortable, but getting into a new environment can throw you off your game quick. So take your instrument out and sit next to a busy street, go to a park, go somewhere different, go downstairs, go up to the upstairs, go to the bathroom, take your instrument around the house if you can. If you're a piano player, get a digital keyboard with batteries, take it outside. Anything that challenges your concentration will actually strengthen your focus and you'll learn how to divide your attention when needed without falling off your groove. Recently, we had our open mic series kick off at the school. We had a number of great performances by some of our students. And one of the things that I noticed was everyone that got on stage started off by self-criticizing what they were about to do. Often something to the effect of what I'm about to play is going to be full of mistakes or I tried to play this thing three times today and none of them worked out so it's going to really suck but here I am. When you're playing in front of people, you don't want to announce your flaws. I'm going to read a small section from the book Zen Guitar by Philip Toshio Sudo. It's one of my favorite books. I've mentioned it a number of times on this podcast. This is from the chapter Failure to Adjust. A guitar string breaks in mid-performance. A fuse blows in the amplifier. Rain falls on an open-air gig. Try as we might to control the variables in our lives. Things will happen moment to moment that force us to adjust to changing circumstances. The Japanese have a word for crisis, kiki. It translates two ways. One, as danger occasion. Two, as danger opportunity. Look for the opportunity in the chance occurrence. How you react to the unexpected reveals your true spirit. Sometimes we're lucky and sometimes we're not. And then again, luck can be a matter of attitude. When receiving criticism, learn from that which is given in the spirit of building and ignore that which attempts to tear down. Critics can be quick to find fault with an idea, but empty when it comes to providing an alternative. No matter what you do or how respected you are, you can't please everyone learn to recognize the different kinds of critics those people whose criticism stems from a difference in taste or opinion those who criticize in hindsight without understanding the circumstances of the moment the third type of criticism is those who criticize from ego or a desire to show how clever they are or feeling of insecurity it's as if cutting down others they make themselves look better we all know that person but i want to be honest most of the time we're criticizing ourselves So to go back to that open mic variable where you sit down on stage and you want to announce to the world how much you're going to suck in the upcoming performance or how little your music has value or all these things that we feel inside. Don't broadcast those to the world. Don't beat yourself up. Even if you think you know your flaws, there's no need to advertise them. Most people won't even notice. I hope you enjoyed this shorter episode and get you thinking a little bit about some of the things that are going on with unfocused practice and how those can help you overcome some of these obstacles that jump up when we're playing in front of others. No matter how much I prepare for Friday's show, I'm gonna make mistakes. So for me, it's all about what is the energy I'm trying to convey here to the audience? And what is the point of me being on the stage? First and foremost, I'm playing for myself. I'm playing for the sheer love of music. I love the music I'm about to perform makes me very happy and satisfied to share it with others. Two, I want them to have a good time. I want them to be in a situation where they feel comfortable, relaxed, and enjoying the sounds that are coming out of my guitar. If I make a mistake and I grimace or that leads me to lose focus and I start making a series of mistakes, that's not only going to impact me negatively, it's going to impact the audience. So there's a few things that I've done in my own music career that have helped me get to this stage of relaxation on stage. Number one, playing for myself and playing the music I love in an environment that I'm comfortable in. In other words, I won't play in a noisy environment with a lot of kitchen staff or servers or drunk people shouting out. I was telling a student last night that when you play in those environments and you perform a natural harmonic on a guitar... And the clanking of the silverware on the plates is louder than the harmonic. It's really hard to stay focused. So listeners, if you're going to play, make sure it's in an environment that you're comfortable with. Don't feel like you have to play everywhere where it's loud or distracting. If no one can hear you and you can't hear yourself, it's not serving any great purpose there. Unless you're doing an exercise of playing in the distracted environment itself. And the other thing I've done is make the performance about someone else. And what I mean by that is all the funds that we generate on Friday are going to go to Empower Through Music. It's not about me advancing my career. It's not about proving that I'm a great musician. It's all about doing something good for the cause. That takes a lot of the pressure off my performance. It really helps with my focal dystonia. In other words, I'm not trying to play for any type of personal achievement or any recognition from my peer group. And that's where I need to be to have a good time these days and make sure that my hands Stay relaxed and comfortable. I hope you've gained some value from today's episode. Thanks again for checking out the show. Don't forget, if you like to watch music, play music. smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm touching daddy's throat.